Okay, so today we're looking at Batman number 12, the August-September issue. And we're looking at the first comic within that issue. On the cover, we have Batman and Robin in a little army jeep driving around, waving at us. Batman shouts out, War savings bonds and stamps. Keep them rolling. Okay, I don't mind the constant advertisement for war bonds within the comics, but this is a little much. Batman number 12 is also an anniversary issue, although I have no idea what anniversary they're celebrating. Batman number 1 was a spring issue, and Detective Comics number 27 came out in May. On the inside cover, we see three people standing in front of a wall that says, Wanted. They're giant, and they have a bunch of tiny police shooting at them from underneath a lamppost, which is regular-sized as well. Batman and Robin, who are the same size as the police, swoop down on the three people in front of the Wanted sign, one of which is firing a gun at them. So the comic starts out with Batman turning a lock. It's the combination lock of a six-inch thick steel door. He turns the knob, and when he gets the door open, we see that it's Batman's trophy room where he keeps all his trophies. He has a Joker face, a tiger rug, a penguin, a lot of guns. Robin is all, this room is filling up with trophies so fast. And Batman's like, yep, another couple cases and we'll have to get a new wing. They walk around and admire some of their trophies. The first one they show us is the Joker's stupid duck snorkel from when he escaped prison. Then they get out one of the penguin's umbrellas that shoots choking gas. They stop to admire a portrait of Bruce Wayne, the one painted by the guy whose paintings kept getting people killed. I don't see the bullet hole in it, though. Shame you're not just going to keep that in your house, though. It's a pretty good picture. They make another stop at the Joker's candy knife launching machine. And finally, they stand in front of a steel bulletproof vest. It has a little plaque in front of it that says, Last used by Peager Raggerty, June 1939. Trophy number 41. And Batman's all, ah, I remember this case. There were three bulletproof vests, and they were supposed to protect the three brothers who had them from death by gun. But fate intervened. Remember the case, Robin? Then Robin says, no, Batman, of course I don't remember the case. I wasn't with you back in 1939. Or at least that's what he should say. But actually, the Batman timeline was a mess even back in 1942. So of course Robin was there. Anyway, back in 1939, on May 11th, young Peter Rafferty is getting released from jail. He's holding his hat properly behind him so we can tell he's a gentleman. The warden's all, All right, Rafferty, you've paid your debt to society. Go out and be free, but don't get involved with crime again. I know your older brothers are going to try to drag you back in. Pete Rafferty is all, Don't worry, sir. I learned my lesson. No more crime for me. The warden is all good, and he hands the guy a railroad ticket and $10. Pete walks out, quite happy to not be there anymore. He's all, The warden won't ever see me again. He's just stopped to admire the sunshine and the trees when a car pulls up to him. It's got his two brothers, Steve and Mike, inside of it. They honk their horn and they're all, We came to pick you up from jail. We missed you. He doesn't seem too happy to see them, but he gets in the car. 
He's all, I'm not doing any more crime with you guys. I'm gonna go straight. But his brothers don't believe him even for a second. They're all, don't be a sap, kid. We're cutting you in on all the jobs we pull. Then they hand him a bunch of money. They pull up to a gas station where Pete is still arguing with them about how he doesn't want to do any more crime. They get the gas attendant to start filling up the car, but then instead of paying, they just shoot the gas attendant with a crack and drive off. He falls to the ground dead. And when they're leaving, they shoot the other gas attendant too with a rat-tat-tat. The gas guy who didn't die immediately is all, The Rafferty brothers! They killed my friend! Look, gas is only 17 and a half cents a gallon. Things were a lot cheaper back in the 1940s. The man who was shot drags himself into the little gas house they have, where he calls the police and he's all, The Rafferty brothers shot up the gas station. And back with them, Pete's all mad. He's like, you're, you're killers. But his brothers don't listen to him at all. They're like, pipe down. Look, turn on the radio and see what the cops know about us shooting up that gas station. So Pete turns on the radio, even though he should probably just walk out, and they learn that the police identified them. Pete is all, I'm still leaving. But then one of his brothers comes up to him and he's like, you fool, you're in this now, up to your neck. Do you think the cops will believe you when you say you're innocent? And Pete's all, I guess not. And the brother who was just talking to him, who wears a purple suit with disappearing sleeves, is all, that's the spirit, kid. You'll get back to being one of us soon. And we have something for you. He pulls out of his desk this shiny blue vest. And he's all, this is a bulletproof vest. If you get shot, you won't die. And the other brother dumps his chest and is all, yup, all of us have bulletproof vests. After that, they go on a little crime spree. A newspaper called the Daily News lets us know that the Rafferty brothers have robbed the National Bank. And there are at least five more newspapers we can see in the background that are about them doing some crime. Here in this panel, they have giant red words over the crimes they're doing. One of them is arson. Another is robbery, theft, and finally, murder. Back at their home, Pete has decided to be fine with all of these, except for the murder. He's like, okay, I get why you're doing crime, but why do you keep murdering people? His brothers are like, eh, who cares? We're getting places, aren't we? We've got two big jobs tonight, and no one can stop us. Even Batman and Robin. Which, of course, is a challenge to the universe. And it responds because that night, Batman and Robin see some of the guys robbing this junk and scrap yard. Batman's all, look, Robin, the Rafferty gang. And Robin's all, it's about time somebody stopped them. You know it's 1939, right? How old are you, like five? He is eight in 1942, so five would be correct. Batman and Robin swing down from the sky into the junk and scrapyard, where all the thugs are like, quick, plug them. But the thugs aren't quick enough. Batman and Robin land on them and beat them up. Some of the thugs shoot their guns at Batman and Robin. Guess they're not worried about drawing the police. Another guy is still in the background doing whatever crime they came to do, which was dealing scrap metal with the electromagnetic crane. Batman and Robin aren't deterred by the guns, though. They pick up scraps from the junkyard and throw them at the guys, disarming them all with the you. Yeah, that's a weird sound effect. 
these comics have started having more sound effects, and I am telling you all of them, but that one's the weirdest I've come across so far. Now that the thug's guns have been wound away, Batman and Robin can go beat up the guys. Robin punches one of Pete's brothers who wears a green suit in the chest, and it goes clank. Robin's all, ow, their chest must be made of iron. But he's smart enough to get around that. He just punches the brother in the jaw. Batman's also beating up guys. He's coming dangerously close to the electromagnetic crane. It doesn't really affect him because he's not wearing a lot of metal. But the Rafferty brother who comes to beat him up is wearing a bunch of metal. He's sucked up to the crane by his steel vest. Batman's like, ugh, if that guy drops from how high up he is, he'll definitely die. I'd better help him. But then one of the thugs pops up from behind him and hits him on the back of the head with a wrench. Pow! So Batman is incapacitated and cannot help the Rackerty brother as the crane drops him on a pile of sharp scraps with a yawn. Who did the sound effects for this? Now that brother is dead. And it was his metal vest that killed him. Robin tackles the guy with the wrench off of Batman. But then all the thugs hear a whistle. It's the police, obviously, because they shot their guns. So the thugs all have to run away. Batman, you know this is 1939. You're not in good with the police either. You have to run away too. But he doesn't. He just gets up and recovers for a bit. Then he and Robin leave. And later they get a hold of this newspaper clipping about a yacht club affair. It was in Steve Rafferty's pocket. The police got it off him after he died. So I have no idea how Batman got it. Because, again, he's not in good with the police. I believe this is the same yacht club that will be, in the future, attacked on their yacht by pirates and have to have Batman come and rescue them, but I can't be sure. Right now, the yacht club is having a party with a bunch of famous socialites where they admire all these unique trophies. They're gold, and some of them have diamonds studded in them. One of the guys says they're almost priceless. Then we get some text that seems like it should be sound effect text by its placement and appearance, but I don't know what would make the sound effect of the word suddenly. You guys need to get your act together. Anyway, suddenly, the other two Rafferty brothers come out from behind a curtain and try to rob the yacht club of their trophies. Pete's there putting some trophies in a bag, and one of the guys is all, no, you can't steal those trophies. They're too valuable. Pete's brother, who I believe is called Mike, goes to shoot the guy, but then Pete punches him across the room. Mike is all, Pete, why didn't you let me shoot him? But Pete is all, I still got rid of him, didn't I? The Rafferty gang starts leaving, but then one of the henchmen comes up to Mike, and he's all, everything's set, boss. The boys are all ready. And Mike is all, good. The Batman's probably picked up the bait from searching Steve's clothes. We'll be waiting for him. So did you know your brother was going to die and send him with a note in his pocket? Or did you plant a note on him for the police to find after he died? I guess I believe the second more than the first, but the timeline's pretty tight. At that very moment, Mike is right. Batman's heading over. He's driving the Batmobile, which... I can only see from a distance, but looks like it might not have the creepy bad head on it. Straight towards the Yacht Club. But in between where he is and where the Yacht Club is, there's one of those opening bridges. 
Some of the rackety thugs are standing across the road, and when they see Batman coming, they start opening the bridge. But Batman doesn't even care. He just speeds the Batmobile faster. Who said you should never cross a bridge before coming to it? He says as the Batmobile flies through the air. I don't know, but we're doing it, says Robin as they land. All the thugs who just opened the bridge are so scared they run away. And Batman and Robin are able to get to the Yacht Club without any trouble. But when they get there, they haven't even gone in the door before somebody throws a huge wire mesh net down on them. And they're trapped. All the thugs laugh at them and bundle the net up into their car. They drive them back to the river and they throw the net in. Pete's like, I feel kind of bad that that happened to Batman and Robin, but even I can't save them now. Down in the water, Batman and Robin are drowning. The net is pretty big, they can move around in it. But Batman doesn't have anything sharp in his utility belt to cut the net. Batman, does your array of useful weapons not include a knife? Well, it might not include a knife, but it does include something Batman thinks is going to help them. A tiny oxyacetylene torch. It can burn right through the net. It seems implausible, says Batman. But he does remember undersea divers using this sort of thing to salvage wrecked ships, and the net burns away quickly. Batman and Robin swim back to the surface where they hide behind a boat. Ooh, look, somebody drew a little fish in this panel, and it's horrible. It's just a circle with a triangle coming out of it. Batman and Robin swim past the weird fish and spy on the Rackerty gang. When an opportune moment comes, they launch themselves back onto the deck of the boat and start beating everyone up. The thugs lose control of the boat and it starts rocking around. Eventually, everyone is thrown off. Robin's all, ugh, that's a second dunking today. But aside from being a little angry, everybody's fine. Except for Mike Rackerty. He's wearing the bulletproof vest and it's so heavy. He's all, my vest, glub. It's winging me down. Hell, Ag. He's not even that far away from everyone else, but as soon as he goes under the water, one of them just goes, Hey, Mike's drowned. And Batman's all, his vest may have been bulletproof, but it wasn't waterproof. Batman, there was no way he died in the last five seconds. He's still under the water. You should just pull him out. Batman doesn't, though, and he dies. Batman and Robin tie up the rest of the thugs, and now they've only got Pete and a couple other thugs to worry about. But looks like Pete's not going to be doing anything. The next day, after he finds out that both his brothers are dead, he's all, I'm out. I'm through with this racket. If anyone tries to stop me, I'll kill them. All the thugs are mad at him, but they let him go. And over the next few weeks, things are quiet at the Wayne home. Bruce leans on one of his beige chairs and is all, I wonder what became of Pete. It's too bad about him. The warden thought he was going straight. Dick speculates that the Rafferty gang must have broken up. Here he's throwing horseshoes and he's wearing an outfit that actually does not look like he picked out his clothes blindfolded for once. He is still wearing bright red and green, but the composition of his outfit makes sense and he's only wearing those two colors. One day, long after Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson thought the Rafferty gang was all wrapped up, they go to a fair. There's a guy there with a scale, and he's all, Step right up, let me guess your weight. I can guess the weight of anyone within a couple pounds. One of the guys who looks suspiciously like Pete Rafferty is all, No, never mind. 
but the weight guy takes this as a challenge. He hooks his cane around the probably Pete Rafferty guy's arm and pulls him onto the scale. He guesses Pete's weight, but he comes up 20 pounds off. He's so surprised, he's like, I'm never more than a couple pounds off. What are you wearing that makes you so heavy? Pete's all, oh no, I've got to get away. But he doesn't get away fast enough. Turns out there are a bunch of thugs in the crowd, and they're all, that must be Pete Rafferty wearing his steel vest. Get him! Bruce and Dick hang back. Bruce is all, that's Pete Rafferty. We need to go change. So they run off. Pete runs away, just in time for Batman and Robin to come bursting back out in their costumes. They fight the thugs on a carousel and beat them up while going round and round. Robin punches two thugs with a zoink, zoink, and Batman hits one with a pow. I don't know how fast the writers of Batman think carousels go, but it's certainly a lot faster than they actually go, because the carousel was putting some legitimate weight behind the punches of Batman and Robin. After they beat up the whole gang, they go look for Pete. Meanwhile, Pete has run off into the wilderness, where it starts raining on him. He's so miserable that he decides he better just go up to a house and ask to come in. He does, and the people let him in happily, but one of them says that he has to be quiet because their grandson is actually having an emergency appendectomy upstairs. Then the electric lights go out. The grandparents are so worried because they don't think the doctor can do the surgery well by candlelight and that the doctor will need a steady electric light to perform the operation correctly. Pete's all, these people have been so nice to me. They let me into their house. They made me a cup of coffee. I feel like I must pay them back in some way. I'll go get the electrical lights back on somehow. Pete sneaks outside and takes his steel vest off. He's like, with this, I can connect the two split wires that must be turning the electricity off. But while he's putting his steel vest down, one of the thugs that Batman and Robin missed comes climbing over the fence. He shoots Pete right in the back. He's all, so you thought you could run from the mob, eh? Well, I told you I'd get you. Pete, who is now grievously injured, crawls around the floor. He's like, I need to keep going. I need to connect those electrical wires. And Batman comes out of nowhere to punch the dug on the fence off with a pow. He's all dirty coward. I ought to break every bone in your body. Batman's quips are getting violent. He takes an extra panel just to beat this guy up more with a wham. And he knocks all the guy's teeth out again. Batman, stop it. That's the third time you've done it in this series, and I hate it. Batman goes over to check on Pete Rafferty, who has actually connected the wires with his vest and did not get electrocuted in the process. Impressive. He's all, I made it, Batman. The lights are on, but it's lights out for me. Batman drags him back inside the old couple's house to the doctor, but he's too injured. He's all, I guess it wasn't in the cards for me to go straight. So long, Batman. And then he dies. The grandparents are especially sad because the operation to save their grandson was actually a success and they feel indebted to him. Three years later, Batman and Robin are still admiring the bulletproof vest. Batman's all, and so Robin, by taking off his bulletproof vest for the first time, Pete saved that boy's life, but he lost his own. And Robin's all, yes, Batman. Trophy number 41, a life-saving bulletproof vest that killed the three Rafferty brothers. 
So what I learned from this comic is it's a good thing we don't make bulletproof vests out of steel anymore. The end.